0: The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing, as we know, off it. the charts violence in New York City. Eleven people shot in just eight hours on Sunday. This is Sunday. about the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. Uh, by, by the way, Andrea is just taking a PP break and she will be on here. This is a double header for the night shift tonight, guys. And we had a record number of people in the live chat on the last one. So we really appreciate uh, Sarah, Colch, uh, Sarah Kelch, Jay Galt, Hydro Man, Mario, David. Micah Fowle, Reginald, all Teresa K, all the people that were uh, in the live chats. Thank you guys so much for always supporting us and being there. Tonight's show is brought to you by GhostBed.com. Uh, you can use that promo code Wolfpack and get you sleep so good that it's
1: scary.
0: Ooh, uh, right now they are running a 40% off special, which is better than our promo code at 35% off, but that's okay. You can still go through the steps in using their, uh, their new... I mean, they're a weekend sale, and then you just drop us in the customer survey. But if you're a law enforcement officer, if you're a first responder, nobody supports you. No bed company, no American made-in-the-good-old-USA bed company supports law enforcement officers more than GhostBed. So we really, really do appreciate uh, GhostBed. Um, but, yeah, as far as the, the last sh- the show that we got to, really quick while we're waiting on Andrea to get here. I've always said from the beginning, I thought there had to be two people. Now, we might be wrong. There might not have been two people, but I like the evidence that Mr. Todd brought to us in regards to uh, Ron Logan being Guy on the Bridge. We know that there's 48 seconds of camera footage in the Delphi footage, and we've only been privy to, I don't know, one second, two seconds of that because the others were too graphic uh, for the public, which I means if from the time a one second clip was made and how the distance that guy couldn't close the distance on two girls and make something super graphic goes i don't think i don't think probable yes i don't think it's plausible i think maybe somebody came up behind them um in which case would give you two people um so i really do kind of appreciate where he is on that and i know that you know some people get passionate about this stuff there were some people in the chats that were like you're wrong you're wrong but well, you don't know that he's wrong you don't know that he's wrong he doesn't know that he's right what I'm saying, it's fun to hear other people's perspectives. Uh, we, we've never really done a double hitter back to back like this. So you got to excuse the tef- tef- technical difficulties. If you're a first time listener, um, this is the Failure to Stop Night Shift episode. We do four shows a week on the Failure to Stop channel. Mike the Cop hits us with police news, him and he, Big Daddy. Myself and Andrea bring you all the true crime on Tuesday nights. Wednesday, we talk about everything other than the job. Actually, it comes out on Thursday, but it's live for our valued members our paid subscribers get a little sneak peek i hang out with them 30 minutes before the show and then of course they get to be there for show but we're talking about all things other than the job so you don't sound like an asshole cop or an asshole first responder to your civilian friends. we we'll give you something else to talk about other than dead babies and domestic violence. Then Friday's our flagship show, our biggest show on the channel, which Mike the Cop and myself or Drew Breezy break down a major case from a law enforcement perspective. It looks like Andrea's back with us. I'm going to bring her to the show. This is a story tonight of a man getting his face eaten off. I lived through this. I wasn't there, but I am from Florida. This was like one of the OG Florida man stories. And it also formed a kind of a a way of policing going forward that, that kind of, it it kind of led way to how I policed because there was a new thing. There was a new threat. This whole fentanyl, the boat, as some people call it, uh, the formaldehyde type thing. uh, Some people call it, uh, or, or, or bath salts. It was a new thing. And we all as law enforcement officers had to figure out how to work around this because you couldn't tase somebody like this. It was excited to hear all these new words came up, but it all started with this case. And so I'm excited to hear it from her perspective and her grades. So without further ado, I've gone on long enough and she's here. Let me bring to you the beautiful, the audacious, the one, the only Andrea
1: Uplate. Hey y'all. I'm back. Oh my goodness. Did you miss some of the first part of that? Did you catch him up? Trey uh-huh. is back.
0: Mm-hmm. Tell a friend mm-hmm. and hammer the like button. Tell a friend and hammer the like button. And hammer uh, the like button.
1: Back. Did you take a poo-poos? Did you? Everything, everything came out just fine. Did you catch everyone up with what we were just doing? I yeah. didn't. Um, okay. I
0: caught them all up. I okay. told I them our, our opinions on the, the case there and how uh, uh, kind of like our theory, our, our general consensus Um, I told, I, for one, I think there was two people. I think there was two people. So this guy's theory could be the thing. I said that there were people in the chats who said, you're wrong. Admit it. You're wrong. You're just doing this for book sales. I say, you don't know he's wrong, but he doesn't know he's right. Just (laughs) another perspective. It's
1: something for us all to look at. That sounds like something you you have tattooed in Chinese on your lower back.
0: uh, It is. There's two Chinese symbols on my lower back, but only, only a few women know. So, the fact that you know means, I don't know. I don't read your imagination. Any. There was a whistleblower that said, wrote me a letter. Of course, he uh, redacted the names, but it says blank, up, blank, on failure, blank, stop, blank <laughs> shift.
1: <laughs> this is the blank shift. Um, <laughs> oh, my you goodness. I have it shot
0: blank on my tramp stamp. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm always sorry that I bring anything up um, It's good to see you guys again Who Whoever just rolled back in from our last little show So hey everybody It's good to see y'all chatting Um, And it was good to see you guys on Friday night I had to do that emergency solo And I was terrified Terrified But you guys were there And you made me feel calm and comfortable And I appreciate that
0: I now feel <laughs> for, I now for one feel like the little birdie has flown from the nest. I'm not I willing to feel say you can't like come back to the nest right now. So I'm, the nest is still open, yeah. but I'm, I feel confident that you can now, you can now leave the nest a little bit here and there. Yeah. You no yeah. longer need to be in the nest with me all the time. Yeah. And because I, to prove that I have that much faith in you, I'm going to go grab myself a beer and I'm gonna take a piss and you're going to take the show for the next three minutes. Good luck, motherfucker.
1: No, we're good. We got this. We already discussed this on Friday. We don't need you. It's a joke. We do. So, guys, I think I'm not certain, but I almost feel like uh, Eric might have this case, and a lot of people do, confused with another face eating case, if you will. Uh, We're going to get into it. We'll see if it's the one he's talking about or not. But this took place back in uh, August of 2016. We're talking about a boy who at the time was 19 years old named Austin. I don't even know how Harouff. Harouff. H-A-R-R-O-U-F-F. This was in Palm Beach County. So this is um, like Jupiter, Florida. It's a a real uh, wealthy part of town. Real nice area in Florida is where this took place um, we're gonna talk a little bit about his mom and his dad uh, he had a sister involved here um, and and ultimately we're gonna get in onto the ultimately what happens with Austin is going to be a question of uh, we've talked about this kind of thing before but when we talk about mental instabilities or the way uh, mental health or unhealth is viewed and how we can or cannot do things about it it's kind of like I put in my caption, um, on my Instagram post today, if you saw that on Andre Up Late, I kind of teased this sh- this show tonight, and ended with, you know, could this have been prevented, or, or you know, is this guy just plain evil? Um, we'll we'll let you guys see what you think at the end. Um, I will say that, uh, you know what? No, I won't say that yet. We'll get to that in a little bit. But Austin, like I said, was 19 at the time when this happened. Uh, he was a sophomore at Florida State University. He, uh, through high school, had been very into football and wrestling, real good kid, good family. Um, He had not had any criminal history, no significant drug use at this point. He studied biology. So his dad was a dentist, and he did work part-time at his dad's dental clinic. That's uh, I don't think that's what he actually wanted to do uh, with his own life, but that's just a little backstory about what was going on with them. Uh, He was a frat boy. He was in a little fraternity there at Florida State. Um, And there was no mental illness documented or documented on him whatsoever at this point. So he had not been uh, seen anywhere concerning anything to do with uh, mental illness. All right. So when he was 13, his parents split. Uh, I believe, from all accounts, they both got remarried within that same year, which does not ultimately lead to what happened to this guy or what he did later. But I will say it's probably wasn't the healthiest of situations in that kind of way. Um, Moving on when he was in college, uh, he did drink. I don't think that anything that we say in terms of his habits were very far from the norm from a lot of college kids, especially he's in a fraternity. So uh, he got into drinking pretty heavily around this time. Uh, That does subside and we'll talk about his reasons for that. But at this time, he would get hammered with the guys and whatever. He would smoke some pot. He did start increasing his, um, his smoking his weed, but that was really the two big things were just drinking and pot. So again, nothing incredibly different than many college kids around. Um, nothing that's a red flag to me there in that sense. Um, he, since this has all happened and he's been interviewed and asked, he did admit to, um, using LSD he said once this is the only thing I think he's probably fudging his numbers here because he said once to all these things like I I tried Xanax once I tried LSD once shrooms once molly once But he did take some Vyvanse. If you're not familiar, it's kind of like an Adderall. It's a stimulant that can be used for ADD or ADHD. Um, And he also took Adderall. Uh, He took either one of those things about six or seven times. Again, whether you like it or not, that's not uncommon. A lot of college kids will do those kinds of things to stay up and cram for tests and these kinds of things. So, again, it's not these aren't huge red flags to me um, that that's his history with any of his drug or alcohol use. Um, He did say that he was really shy growing up. Um, He said he suffered from sleep paralysis from childhood. So in elementary school, if you're not familiar, it's more of a um, like, well, it's almost like you're awake, but you're paralyzed as though you're asleep. It's almost like there's a fog that comes over you. You can't really walk or talk. And this would occur some in elementary school. He didn't have a lot of mood disturbances or depression or anxiety at that time that started to come a little later. We do know that he had this sleep paralysis Um, and what we're going to do in a minute is we're going to talk about his age when this all occurred and then we're going to go back again and look at how, how as he came up? Okay. Are all these little things contributing to what we know ultimately happened with him? I've had Um, sleep paralysis. Have you ever had Have you? No, I don't think so. Dude, I hate
0: it, man. Like I, I, it, for me, I don't know if this is what they call sleep paralysis but there are times where, like, I'm awake, but I can't scream, I can't yell, and I can't get out of my bed, I, I can't move.
1: Is this in that quasi, like, that weird asleep awake moment? Is that what yes. you mean? Or when you're fully yeah. awake?
0: Where it's like, I never, when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, man, was I awake for that? Or was I dreaming that I was, yeah, couldn't move? That,
1: like I call it like sleep purgatory. Yeah, you're kind of, you're kind of both. Like, if something happened in your bedroom, you could hear it, but you're also kind of in a dream. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. And think unfortunately,
0: that's... no ghost tagged me while I was doing while I was in sleep paralysis.
1: Mm, that's not going to happen. I'm going to need <sighs> you to go on and find different goals.
0: I need to go find like a Ouija board so I can make this happen.
1: Mm, we're not doing that. Um, but I think that actually, when they talk about sleep. Per- it's more of a, um, like you are not even quasi asleep. You're not in the bed. Like he was in school. Um, it could just happen in public. And when you are awake and this thing like happens to you, um, right. And so as he got into, uh, later elementary grades and then into middle school, he did start having some depressive thoughts. Uh, this started to increase as he got a little bit older. So, um, they started to last a little bit longer. They started to get a little, like the depression got a little deeper with each bout of it as he aged. As he got into college, he started having some manic phases now. So he was starting to have some highs and some lows. Uh, if you are a true, we we now call at this point, he had not been diagnosed with anything. That's very important to say. This is something that looking back, he's able to tell people how it went and his family corroborates his girlfriend, his sister friends all corroborated these things, but was never diagnosed with anything or seen about. But he'll say, you know, I had these manic phases. They started to get increasingly worse as I got older and into college. And he said that his highs got higher and his lows got lower. And that is what happens with uh, what they used to call manic depression. We call it now bipolar disorder. Um, and it's when your highs are high, they, they're real high. You're um, on cloud nine you have grandiose thoughts and illusions meaning when you hear someone say that that doesn't mean just like um I've heard people confuse that with like a narcissism or like it's about me it's it's not that way but it's it's yes I can do these things but it's not about me it's more of a something that wouldn't make sense like if I thought that I could go to the store and just buy all of these wonderful high-end things or I'm gonna go buy this house or I'm gonna go on this insane vacation like everything is quite literally grandiose and it's outside of the realm of possibility for yourself or the norm
0: we've had a few grandiose suspects on our show uh i would say uh, casey anthony behind me was suffered from the grandiose illusions right
1: yeah yeah among many other things um so conversely if not grandiose and over the top and manic You've got your lows, right? So that's when you're falling into uh, a depression. And as he said, and this does happen, it's normal. It it started, the lows got lower, right? The highs got higher and the lows got lower. And then with that, you've got to think that someone's going to be a bit more erratic. Now, you can't necessarily, you can't guess what their next move is going to be all the time. But he was a good kid and he was doing a decent enough job at school and had, um, was holding down a job working in his dad's dentist office, at least for a certain amount of time. Um, in early August of 2016, uh, he noticed his thoughts were racing, and he said that his highs and lows were more often, and he was at this point still having trouble sleeping, so his sleep paralysis as a child turned into insomnia. So as the years went on, and especially, especially into college years, his um, sleeping was terrible. He would do anything he could to try to help it. He was taking 10 milligrams of melatonin every night. He was doing whatever, but he'd gotten to the point where he was only sleeping a couple hours a night. Uh, If you ever had trouble sleeping or even just had a newborn baby, you know that that's not sustainable for too long. It's going to, you know, you you do it while you can because you have to, but this was going on with him for a long time. So if you mix that lack of sleep with potential um, a manic depressive state, all of those things feed off of each other. Everything's going to get worse and worse and worse. And that's kind now, of what was going I, on.
0: I've always questioned that these these college kids, they often take their Adderall or their Ritalin later in the day. Like they might well, have yeah, a 4 p.m. class. Cram, they might pop right? that shit at 12. Or like you said, they might be popping that Adderall around 5 at or 6 night. p.m. I mean, those, th- those things last like 8 to 10 hours. True. So,
1: Usually, if they take it, it's because they they want to stay up all night, though, because they're cramming for a test and studying. So,
0: right, but you can't. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like I I've I've met cops like this though. That, that yeah, you know, they'll take their Ritalin and they say like, I can't sleep. I'll well. be like, and I and I've and I've asked them several times. Like, hey, man I know you take Ritalin or I know you take Adderall. When, when's the last time you took your Adderall? Oh man, I took it at like three o'clock this afternoon. Okay, well, look, if that lasts like 12 hours, that shit's not wearing off to like 3 a.m.
1: Right. So no right. wonder you
0: can't fucking sleep.
1: And he says, I mean, you know, all we can do is go off of his accounts. He said he sure. took each um, Adderall and Vyvanse, each about six or seven times total. Like it wasn't something that he okay. took that he was prescribed to take daily. I think he, I gotcha. it sounds like he did use it as a tool like those other kids do for studying, you know, but who's the same. Now, we're on into... We're moving right along. We're going to talk at length about different things. The story itself is really kind of short. There's not a whole lot of meat here in the story, but this is where we're going to go off and talk about some other things. So remember that the incident we're talking about took place um, on August 15th of 2016. Uh, So we're now into early August in our story right now. So he's gone to visit his girlfriend, Katie, who lives in Tampa, and he was there from August 4th through the 7th. Uh, he said at this time he only got a couple of hours of sleep the whole time he was gone. Uh, his insomnia had taken over. He said that he began feeling like he had superpowers. So just please keep a running tally. So where we need old BJ, we need Boston Joe back there with the whiteboard, right? Because we're going to keep a little running tally on, re- on these flags that are notable. He the sleep paralysis as an ele- in, as an elementary school child, right? I'm already probably wanting to take my child somewhere like that's weird, right? If he's coming home complaining of this thing happening, maybe not, you know, we can look over it. Moving right along, he's having absolute depressive stages or or feelings in middle school. That's important to know about. And then going into high school and college, he's starting to have highs and lows, almost like like he said he was being he was having manic and then depressive episodes. By this point, we've got a lot that we could talk to someone about. Please keep in mind, if you look at the DSMV, um, I think they just call it the DSM now, but it's a, the manual for um, psychological behavior. A lot of the things we've talked about, we've touched on this before, but that like 18 to 20 year range, like you, you're you not diagnosed with bipolar disorder when you're 13. You're not diagnosed with schizophrenia when you're 14, even if signs point to that's what your symptoms look like, you're not truly diagnosed until then. And even if you have things that look like that, that's about the time that it really starts coming out and and making itself evident. So he's kind of falling right in that timeline as well, looking at, he was 19 years old at this time. And this is exactly when he starts to have um, what he said felt like superpowers. I feel like ding, ding, ding. We've hit all the flags we can hit. It's time to go have some professional help at this point, right? So he started saying that he was seeing demons and monsters immediately upon waking up in the morning. Nope. Uh, before, he, <laughs> no, oh no. Uh, before he got out of bed. Um, so, sorry, they're looking at... See and y'all, it's it's it was a long time there. Uh, in the chats, they're commenting on the on the DSMV, and it was DSMV four to age myself when I was looking back through that bad boy. So things have changed. Just you know what I'm saying, all right? Don't get you know. Let's not get lost in the weeds, guys. Um. So he started seeing demons and monsters upon waking. Um. He said he felt fearless. He thought he could manipulate. You ready for this one? When he was working at his dad's dentist office, his dad owned this company, he is a dentist, uh, he thought that he could manipulate water while he was sterilizing the equipment. Like, like if you
0: put your hand in it, the water goes other directions? Manipulate he
1: didn't it? say. I think he meant more mental. All right, I think I, I think everything was, you know, a little telekinesis there. But he thought that, yeah, he in his head thought that, well, again, he was already thinking that he had some sort of superpowers. So he thought that when he, if he got did bit that, by a
0: spider and he really What if he did really did? What if he got bit by like a
1: fish? Like a Florida fish. He's like a gar? He's like a super gar.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now he's like got all these like he can like manipulate water and like basically Aquaman, really.
1: That's a whole different superpower.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's a superpower to make a terrible movie. That's what that power is. Yeah. Do you like in that though. movie? I know, but did you like that movie? No, not really. It was terrible. I thought so, too. Because here's what, let me say, okay, we're going to go back to this. I get it, Jason, like, do what you got to do with your looks. I mean, I appreciate you trying, but... He's taking some bullshit roles. Well, and and here's what, I think that he can't, like, the Marvel, like, if you think of um, Galaxy, or... um, guardians of the galaxy and stuff right the humor is if if you don't like them that's fine but like i love the humor and it's hilarious and like chris pratt can deliver these lines the raccoon Mm -hmm. it's all it's funny and i felt like with aquaman oh momoa was trying to do that like trying to replicate the kind of um kitsy you know like in your face silly jokes like obvious jokes but like the humor was like it wasn't funny yeah He's I want deliver. my I
0: want my Jason M.O. to just be a Darth Raki for every character.
1: And just not speak or just grunt. Yeah. He needs that's his hair braided and my, grunting. Yeah. That's, that's how I want
0: my JSMMO. I
1: agree with that. He'd be a good
0: Goliath and like David and Goliath.
1: That's actually a great point. Who would be David? Um I would say what's the kid from
0: Superbad? Uh Nick Lovin.
1: Yeah. really (laughs) yeah
0: uh no actually actually the kid this would be the perfect david and goliath jason momoa is goliath and the kid from um what's the zombie land i don't know i didn't watch that sorry Uh, y'all with woody harrelson
1: oh yeah i remember
0: Okay. Anyway, uh, he was also um, he was uh, in a couple other movies, but uh, all right, continue. Sorry okay.
1: Okay, we're back on it. So, anyway, so he was feeling like he could manipulate Michael uh, manipulate. Sierra. Okay, that's David in the scenario. Yeah. And Momoa is Goliath. Mm-hmm. All right. Sorry. Go all right. Right. Well, let me know when you get the when you get the script written. Um, and you're Delilah. Are you going to sing? You're Delilah. I don't even I know. know if she's in
0: that story. I know. But. she's.
1: That's, you're thinking of Samson and Delilah. But now I'm thinking just... of the song that.
0: Hey there, Delilah. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. What's it like in Somebody says it's Jesse
0: Eisenberg. Home. No, it's not fucking Jesse Eisenberg. It's Michael Sarah.
1: That's not somebody. That's Jonathan. That's difficult oh, to look yeah. at pictures. That's your I didn't illustrator. I don't want to call him son? out for
0: being wrong. I didn't want to call him out for being wrong.
1: All right. So listen. Uh, he started sleeping with the lights on. He started to feel about mid-August. So mid-August is actually when this happens. This the case happens on <laughs> on August fifteenth. So it says around mid-August he started feeling like Jesus. Um, he was avoiding wearing. Dark clothing. Dark clothing made him feel evil. He started wearing a lot of like white, white clothing, lighter clothing. He became very fearful of the dark. We've already talked about the fact that he was seeing demons and monsters upon waking up and he started sleeping with the lights on. It's unclear how much of all of these details he told other people, right? Because that's, I want to know how many people knew. The severity of this I mean wouldn't this if, if if your kid is coming to you now Saying that that Okay I manipulated water with my hands dad I have had manic Spanky. and depressive episodes Spanky. I have superpowers I feel like Jesus Dark Spanky. clothing makes me feel evil Spanky. You have gotta put your hand down Until you take your nail polish off spank, spank that shit out of him Spank that shit out of him Do you know what I mean He's not sick. I mean come on do you know, what I'm saying just because this right is out. important because when the Kate when this is all done and what he does, it's like what, all the things that was leading up to this. I mean, who who knew what he was dealing with this time? And if people knew why, why wasn't anything being done? I don't want to blame the family. I just don't know.
0: I think physical it, violence, though, has its place. Like my kids, all three sleep together in the same room. And my middle child came out and he's my sweetheart child, too. He's like the best one the most well behaved but he was like dad I can't sleep and I was like if you're not in bed if you're not asleep in 5 minutes and I come in there I'll just keep I'll just spank you until you fall asleep how about that and he was like Burr. and he went back fucking 10 minutes I went to go check on him out like a light dude rest of the night woke up at like 8:30 in the morning
1: so my mom like, just I'll Michael McFowell just said not everyone's job involves reading human behavior, but you think someone would have known something. I agree with you, but I don't even think this is like you have to be in the profession of reading human behavior. If your child is telling you they feel like Jesus and dark clothing makes them feel evil and that they feel very depressed and they feel manic on some, some days and depressed on other days and that they can manipulate freaking water with their mind. Like I feel like shake them. shake them like real hard.
0: You didn't shake them as a baby hard enough. When they were really, really young, you got to shake them
1: up real hard. I feel like this doesn't require a degree in behavioral analysis. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, this isn't, this is not normal at all.
0: No, it's not normal at all. Um, I'm just kidding, by the way. Don't shake kids. And I've never beat my children ever. I just talk.
1: I just talk. You get confused with what you say to Ashley when you're putting her to bed. Yeah, I'll spank that ass. She's like, I can't sleep. And
0: I was like, well, I'm going to spank you until you fall asleep.
1: Guys, I had to let him have it. He wasn't going to stop. I had to let him get it out of his system.
0: You good? Put it right out on there on my, my tramp stamp.
1: Yep. So, internet searches just a couple of days prior to this incident that we're going to talk about included how to know if I'm going crazy. Mm. Crazy, a beginner's guide to psychosis. <laughs> um, although, look, I will say, you say we don't kink shame. I do. I don't Google search shame. Please don't look at my Google search history because I mean it's not even anything bad, but just oh, please you can infer things. I right, please my Google history, dude. Oh, <sighs> I'm not asking you that. That. Oh,
0: <sighs> I had to explain Amazon sex position the other day to somebody. You they talk about it, it so much, but you. So also I put said in Amazon like sex it. position GIF and I had to go through like the right GIF. That's on you've
1: made right me show that dude there's a specific one you like you talk about it so much i don't yeah. even know where we were but you said show that like it was a certain gif on there that you is like your default when you talk about this that's how often you talk about it
0: yeah because it's it's one of those things when i meet people i want to know if they've tried amazon position and they're like what's amazon position and then i have to explain it to them and then um it's hard to explain it to them because you don't know if they're going to be offended by porn or not. So you have to find a GIF that kind of shows it, but without showing it. So I do have my own special one. And it was at the Halloween party. And I wanted to know if somebody was going to do it Amazon position because their female partner was dressed as a boy. And I felt like if you're going to go have sex in costume after Halloween and you're dressed as a boy, then she should be giving it to you Amazon style, Amazon <laughs> Dem- position.
1: Dimitri said anyone who says GIF. Peas laying down.
0: <laughs> How do you say it? GIF? I
1: say GIF. I don't know.
0: I say Jeff. I know. My dad says GIF.
1: <laughs> hey, I said probably-
0: GIF earlier. Did you get it?
1: <laughs> He's probably more correct than all of us. I don't think that's bad. So about a week before this incident, um, we know that we have those crazy Google searches on on how do I how can I tell if I'm going crazy. So he's he's starting to wonder how he's feeling. Now we've talked about this before, but with certain like personality disorders or certain levels of psychopathy or certain diagnoses, you're not gonna know that you're crazy or no one can explain to you that you are. With other ones, you can. You can know that you're feeling a certain kind of way and those are the ones that often medication can help and you can get streamlined and, and this kind of thing. So it wouldn't be unheard of that he's seeing himself behave this way, not able to refrain from the behavior, but also understand that it's out of his character. Um, so I digress, but that that had been, that's what he had been looking up online. So about a week before this happened, he sent his girlfriend a text. Okay, I'm going to read this verbatim um, saying... I feel wonderful. Nothing is wrong with me. I truly feel like I'm not worried about anything that might happen to me. Then he sent another text, which I to me, that's, is that not a red flag? That's such an odd text to receive from your boyfriend. I don't, you know, I don't. Read it, read it one more time. Yeah. He said, I feel wonderful. Nothing is wrong with me. I truly feel like I'm not worried about anything that might happen to me. Then he sent another one that said, I truly feel like I'm legit crazy. It's like I can hardly sleep. I don't know what's going on. That is almost verbatim.
0: The two last text messages I got from Lastro López before his last paintball tournament. <laughs> almost legit. Almost verbatim.
1: He's here. He's been talking to us. Where were you Friday Lastro? I needed you. I was all by myself.
0: Did a great job.
1: I even I did step on paintballers a little bit though. Better um,
0: than airsofters, I guess.
1: Agreed. In the hierarchy, possessed <laughs> paint people who
0: can't fucking sleep. Paintballers, yeah. Yep. Jim Terry.
1: Okay, I'm gonna hold my tongue on the other one. We'll see. We'll see. Home. Troves and Rob's
0: wants to know about my my selection. Yes. We were talking, I'm glad that you caught that. We are talking about Florida man. And so I literally did buy a Florida IPA for tonight. Uh, and I literally good. said I the words, I'll ever. get high lie because, uh, because it's from Tampa, Florida, where this fucking guy, part of the story takes place in Tampa. So.
1: Good, good eye, drums planet. and Rums
0: podcast. Good eye.
1: Good, good eye here. for the
0: queer beer guy. Huh? Rum guy? I don't know. Queer eye for the rum guy? I don't know.
1: That should be a new trivia night you do on at the distillery.
0: Mm, just let me come up with the good distillery ideas, and you stick to true crime, and making sandwiches. And
1: sandwiches. Until <laughs> 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 so you give us the Hooters wings
0: uh, <laughs> recipe, I want to hear shit from you. <clears throat>
1: Uh, once I quit. Once I right now, it's a conflict of interest. So he sent these texts to his girlfriend that were um, very, very different in nature. Right, one said that I'm not worried, even though it sounds crazy. He's saying I'm not worried. What's going to happen to me? I feel truly wonderful. And then the next one said I legit think I'm going crazy. So these are very, very polarizing texts. What he does said your girlfriend
0: and, say in response to that? Does she? Do we have texts that she responded? We, they're, they're, they're like, they, have, help, they have fucking help. They have historical.
1: They do have um, text data from them both. Um, in terms of being in preparation for the trial and looking at his past mental illness and history that's undocumented, but we don't have access to her responses.
0: My wife's in the chat, um, and you being my wife's best friend, you should know too. If I'm ever having these problems, a BJ will fix all of them. So I end up texting some random shit like that, just offer up a beach or a hand jibs, and uh, I'll be okay.
1: Nope. Nope. So he said in another text, Don't worry about what I'm doing. I'm making things happen. I know it's hard to understand and even harder for me to explain to you, but I'm literally making the impossible happen. I don't think I'm crazy. I'm having big feelings. I don't think I'm going crazy. I'm just evolving. I'm becoming more intelligent. So to me, this sounds like... Um, you know, this has a feel to me of a, um, mm, like a Koresh, like a, this, I'm evolving, I'm becoming more intelligent, I've got this superpower, I feel like Jesus, you know what I mean? It's this yeah. whole, like, um, a cultivating, you know, like he could almost, if this continued, start to garner followers almost with this kind of talk. Or this is what he seems to be believing in himself. Um, I don't know. I should worry about my notepad. <laughs> so he started collecting business cards. So he started as he's working part-time in his dad's dental clinic. He started um at first people thought he was just empathizing with them meaning the the clients, the customers. But it got so bad that if he found out that anything it would even have to be something bad that happened to them. Just any anecdotal thing they tell him, if it's not entirely positive. He like broke down crying one time. He went home. He couldn't handle the weight of something bad happening to other people. So you're going to see he has this trend of wanting to save and help people. But then he also has this big fear of um, people wanting to hurt him. So he started collecting business cards of the people there at the clinic that he thought he could protect And by having their business cards, he thought that would allow him to protect them. He quickly changed his mind um, and like a switch has flipped and he threw them away because he became fearful of them. He he became fearful of having these business cards. Okay, nothing to see here still. Right. This does not require a degree in behavioral analysis. Like something's going on and I don't know. Again, I'm not blaming the family because I don't know what they were privy to or how much he told them that he was feeling. I would like to think that if they knew any of these things were kind of happening at this point, it's, it's time to be seen.
0: I'd also like to ask honestly, like how much alcohol was he consuming? How much. So, so that's was that he smoking.
1: So at this point, he's not at this point, he's not okay. at all. He um, let's talk about that for a minute. He did that earlier on. Uh, in the year in college, but then he started going through and I think it was probably around the time that he thought he had superpowers and um, like the dark and light and evil and good kinds of stuff. He didn't like how much pot he was smoking and he wanted to back off on that. And he didn't he realized that the alcohol was keeping him up at night. It wasn't helping him sleep better. So like there, the, the parts of him that were completely sane and normal were very logical And he wasn't wrong about that. Like the alcohol was keeping him up. It was making him have terrible sleep and and whatever. So he got off of alcohol, got off a pot and then, but then it, it switches. And it's like that pendulum swings all the way to the other end. So now he's really getting into um, weightlifting And if you saw, I put up some pictures um, today on my Instagram and then I sent some uh, difficult to look at pictures, put some on his story that I shared as well that show um, Austin. He was a handsome boy and he was in shape and he was really trying to get into weightlifting. Like I said, he had a history of football and wrestling in high school and into college uh, and he would just talk about being pure. All he wanted was purity, meaning he didn't want foreign substances in his body. So at first he started getting a bit aligned with like a uh, Arnold, like a Schwarzenegger type ideal and kind of like looked up to him and then decided he didn't like that because he really wanted to be pure. So he actually went through and he's got, I think I have them written down here. Ostie, if I'm not mistaken, Ostie um, Frosty is the name of his, god, um, his
0: grandma notes
1: my god my yeah. god yeah Osty frosty and you guys uh after the show can go back and look but he has your hat it's still available a youtube channel and it, I watched a lot of them because it was interesting. I wanted to see him talk. I wanted to see his face, his demeanor. I wanted to see if he was rambling or word salad or whatever. And he really—he wasn't. He was silly. Like I mean, you know, he would put on a silly accent and say funny things, and you know. But we've
0: never done that before on Food Stop. Exactly
1: right. With the Not delay. even on our
0: 200th episode.
1: With the delay, when is that? I need to look at the calendar. Tonight. Is that tonight?
0: Happy two hundredth! Is it really? It is. (laughs) I forgot. Jonathan Bates, uh, her difficult to look at images, just texted me. Whoops! That it
1: was our our two hundredth. Well, we're doing two shows on our two hundredth. Is that something?
0: Two for two for.
1: Yeah, we had two for two for. Two for twozy.
0: It's
1: not as bad as it could be. But anyway, you can go on YouTube and watch his, um, watch his videos that, that say that's under the handle Austy Frosty. You can also, I think, find it on a Frosty. There are some where he's driving in the truck and just chit chatting and talking about being pure and how steroids are not for him and why. I will say he rambles on a little bit about it, like to have multiple, multiple um, shows, if you will, or talks about not doing steroids. He kind of says the same thing a lot, but none of that's terrible. Then he's got a lot where he's just shirtless and he's like flexing, but he's talking about working out. Uh, you can still see that. He had a handle on Instagram called the bicep Bible as well. <laughs> um, so <laughs> Sounds like. Yeah. Um, so sounds that's like your only fans. It sounds like. Yeah. It sounds like something, but um, he, he, so, so just know that. So when you ask that question, when I say that he was starting to, his mental status was changing rapidly at this point, And he was at this point completely sober. He was not on other substances. Um, so soon after this happened with him collecting the business cards and then tossing them, he purchased a knife. He went to a gun show in Florida with some family, some friends, but did not purchase a gun. He purchased a knife. Um and he called it protection for everything. Uh, you'll see a photo of it. It's a pretty standard pocket knife. Uh, excuse me. So he goes to a
0: gun show <sighs> and buys a fucking knife? Mm-hmm. And you're in Florida? Mm-hmm.
1: Come on, dude.
0: I know. I'm glad he only but
1: bought say, So guess what? This was not a gun problem, for the record.
0: <laughs> yeah. Guess it I mean, wasn't a gun issue.
1: It wasn't a gun issue. So... He purchased the knife for protection of everything. Again, I think that's an important way that he said that. On the morning of August fifteenth, he woke up. He put on. Oh god, you ready? Uh-huh. You couldn't guess what he's gonna wear. Um, Banana hammock. It would be more. That would be more sane.
0: Uh, leggings.
1: Nope. So he put Peter on shirt. his Michael Vick jersey he thought that they had a special relationship because he thought that michael vick had a special relationship with dogs um he knew that he was a bad guy in okay in austin's words he knew michael vick was a quote a bad guy at first but that he turned and now he decided that he was good um so this is the morning of the incident he's got on his drum his, i was just reading drums and rubs comment and i just said it he put on his michael vick jersey and uh feels like he's one with the dogs now that's actually a little bit more important moving forward than you might realize he then goes to the beach he ran around quote like an animal he was jumping over boulders and on top of things so i guess i have to ask mm-hmm. who let the fucking dog out <laughs>
0: Who let the dogs out?
1: No, who, who, no. Who You're going to sing anything. Out? So he considered himself half dog and half man at this point. And sometimes he even considered himself half horse, half man. So I'm going to need you to not open your mouth right there and let's move it right along. <laughs> wow. I'm
0: uh-huh. I'm one-quarter horse. Blow the belt. Yep. Big old horse.
1: Okay. Um, okay. So he ran four miles there. He was at the beach. He ran four miles back home to his dad's house to get his car. So... so to get his car, uh, he ran in the middle of the road the whole way there. He felt invincible. His superpowers are still kicking. His dad told him to, quote, take a Xanax. So, see, when I hear that, it makes me feel like we've seen odd behavior from him before. If, if dad's saying, take a Xanax, this isn't the first time the kid's being weird, right? And we know it's not the first time he's being weird. I didn't know how much the family knew about it, but it does make me wonder. When you say,
0: I—I I mean that sounds like parental illness to me, man. It's like <laughs> this shit would never. I'm last. not like blaming said, the whole, my dad I'm not blaming
1: the f- everything on the parents, and I don't think beating this kid would have helped because he legitimately has a mental illness. Like I don't question that whatsoever. No, he it- absolutely
0: does, but he like it, that my my my. my my whole spiel, and I use beating him as, as like a as a funny thing, because like at least that's taking some time off to like do something together. Medicating something is <laughs> just a parent pawning the fucking job off. Hey, I mean, that's what we do. That's what ninety percent of parents do this every day. They just pawn their problems off, not on what the real problem is, not on the home life, not on the home structure, not on one-on-one quality time with each other, not dad getting to know son, mom getting to know son. No, we just pawn this shit off on other on other al- outlets. Oh, son, go take a Xanax. Go take your Valium and fuck off. You know, actually the White Lotus has a second season and the dad in the second season of White Lotus only have uh, one episode out. But like, I want to take that clip and put it into all of my last couple episodes because that's what I've been preaching for the last year and a half. That's well- what parental illness looks like right there. It's just not taking a time to get to know that person and figuring out how to truly help them instead of just throwing things at them.
1: Uh, so, and, and obviously this is what happens when you don't well, do that shit. Well, I think ultimately what happens is what we're going to talk about that happened. I don't think that, I don't think his dad, no one said whether or not his dad was present during his life. I mean, he, his dad could have been very present. I also think that mental health it, in and of itself has a, can have has a stigma. There's no getting around that. I don't know that they thought he needed to be seen about I don't think this is a case where it's necessarily dad wasn't present for him. I think he either, A, thought his hands were tied. He didn't realize it was as bad as it was. He didn't, you know, I'm not like getting him off scot-free either, but I wish someone had paid more attention to his mental health because them being more intentional would not have changed a thing about his mental health. However, it could have potentially prevented the horrific scene that we're about to talk about or at least prolonged something or gotten him the help he needed. Um, so, I'm saying
0: a little bit of quality time, and you would have figured out that this motherfucker needs some real help.
1: Right. And then you would right. have spent
0: more quality time, and you have known what help to give him instead of just fucking, I'll oh, go I mean, take he another Xanax, son.
1: Him, you know, he worked with them in his office, and they go on a lot of, they talk about a lot of the walks they take. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. But I do, he did say the fact that he said Papa Xanax, like, did his dad just legitimately think that? it was as much, it was just as minimal as that he was agitated this day or did he understand that this that we've had a pattern of this for a long time um it's you know it's hard to say but dad says papa Xanax, basically he noticed that austin had been acting strangely and he seemed agitated so he did take the keys austin took the keys he was going to hop in the car he took the keys from austin austin jumps on top of the car remember at this point he thinks that he is half man half dog um, TJR says he was such a trendsetter. Kids all over now identify as animals. They don't even know the originator. Well, you there, you go. So the originator is actually a mental health condition called lycanthropy, and that is a very that is an actual condition, an actual diagnosis, where you <clears throat> a person feels like they are half animal, half human. Usually, it is a dog. Sometimes it can be a horse. It's known as werewolf syndrome, and. Really? Um, so him running around on the beach and, um, jumping on those boulders and kind of running back. And you almost can picture like a, a wolf like gait. and uh, he's walking obviously upright like a human, but you can kind of picture these behaviors in him. So like when he jumps on the hood of the car, like almost like a standoff with, with the canine, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. so dad actually gives him, he takes the keys from him. Austin jumps on the car. Dad gives him his annex. Austin puts it in his mouth, but unbeknownst to his father does not actually take it. Um, no. So he took it back out of his mouth when his dad walked away. Now he's got this wet pill. So it's kind of like chalk. And he wrote on the side of the car, don't trust. <laughs> so he's clearly incredibly sane in this moment. God listen.
0: Fucking crazy. I always <sighs> like to think I take, on, uh, like after I pop a blue chew, I Mm-mm. take on nope. the form of a horse.
1: Nope. nope. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Meow. I don't think I've ever been so turned off in my life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I am but a steed.
1: <laughs> can I say Um, th- oh, I probably can't say that.
0: You can. Say it. It's whatever you want. It's a podcast. Well, fuck you
1: want. okay, let me say this. Uh, I think you've known someone who wrote a certain kind of book that's in your truck. Oh Oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Don. Does she listen? Yeah, she listens. Cool. So eventually, let's see here. So they jump. They went to a friend Sam's house. This is a friend of the family. They hop in Sam's car. Eventually, they get, um, they they drive around and pick up his sister Haley. They go to the beach. Again, now they're back to the beach. They run into a few of his uh, frat brothers. He separates himself, though he doesn't feel like he's fitting in. So he separates himself, um, and he is now feeling godlike again. So keep in mind all of these ideations he's been having. Right? He is still part animal in his head. They go back home. He pours a beer. They all pop open a beer or two. He's not drinking beer. He pours one in his on his hand. And to him, that was feeding him, his animal, himself, his dog. Um, later, they go on a nature walk with his dad. So this is where things start to go super sideways. They're all in a group. It's um, dad, sister, don't tell us about dad, sister uh, a friend, and Austin. And they're going on a nature trail. At this point, he finds a couple of empty tortoise shells. Um, clearly uh, nothing harmful here. And, uh, Austin pulls out his knife that he's purchased, tells everyone to stand back. He tries to take a leadership type role and says, everything's going to be okay. I'm going to protect you. He felt like something was going to be coming up behind them, but these empty like turtle or tortoise shells really threw him for a loop. Like he, he got startled by this. Right. Um, he eventually, dad tells him to calm down. Like, what's going on with you? Calm down. He runs off, jumps the fence somewhere. They don't see him. They can't find him. Dad calls Carrie. Carrie is dad's uh, wife or girlfriend at this time. I think that I think they're married. Um, Carrie drives around to look for Austin. She finds him and he hops in the car with her. So now we've got dad and the sister and the friend are all kind of still on this trail. Austin's in the car with Carrie. All right. So he hops in the car with her. Um, they all leave and they go to Duffy's, which is a restaurant. So I'm just thinking about all the things that just happened. And the oh idea of taking God. him to a restaurant really is probably not on my radar. Would you agree? You,
0: like it reminds me of stepbrothers where like they're all crying and throwing up and the other yeah. brother's like taking pictures of the dinner table and the mom's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like that's the dad like he's like trying to stab these empty tortoise shells. And then he runs to dad's just like, what the fuck? Just wanted to go for Let's a nature a walk.
1: Let's go get some dinner. Yeah, I, I. it's odd. So they go to dinner. They all live in pretty close proximity with each other, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Austin. <clears throat> <laughs>
0: True Breezy wants to know, did he stick his head out of the window when he was riding in the, <laughs> <of> the restaurant? <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: Yes. Did they have to sit like outside at a patio?
0: Motherfucker need um, a shot collar.
1: Oh my gosh. So he said he was feeling stuck. Um he he just he was having a tough time. He felt very trapped when he was at the restaurant. He felt stuck. He was in a back booth. He left. So this happens a lot. He leaves like three different times at this restaurant. He changes clothes, I believe, twice. So he's able to walk to his mother. He's with his father in that part of the family, but he's able to walk to his mother's house from this restaurant. So he kind of leaves and comes back. He left again. He walked to mom's house. At this point, he's saying that he felt like an angel of death. Um, this feeling came over him as that he was an angel of death and that Carrie his stepmother was um seemed to be an angel of life he felt like the presence of the grim excuse me the grim Reaper was within him
0: I, he, I feel so alive
1: for the very first time okay so he walks to mom's house they had kind of ordered food and he walks away this is all very odd to me again he just his his Oh, so many things that he's done at this point. They're just odd and not okay. So he's in mom's kitchen. She's in the house. She doesn't know he's even there. She hears some clanging around in the kitchen. She goes downstairs to find that he's mixed. There's like Parmesan cheese everywhere and he's mixed it in a bowl with vegetable oil. He drinks that and then he turns up a container of just cooking oil, like vegetable oil, and just starts chugging it. Oh, God. Uh-huh. Oh, how does that not make you throw up? Right, so she, so you ready to this she she at this point she did call she did call, I believe the police uh I think she didn't know what to do to say that he needed some help. I think at this point, she asked him if he would see someone, and he said, yes, but what does she do? She drives him back to the restaurant. <laughs> Uh, you know what I mean Like I don't want to laugh About any part of this get, case, here, but
0: Stop drinking The cooking oil get, get back We're going back to Olive Garden Get back in the fucking You know what you're, getting, car.
1: you're going back to the get, restaurant Your father the ordered the your You
0: didn't want to be there In the first place But you're your going food. back
1: He ordered it You're going You don't put, like breadsticks Too Put bad. my Mazzola fucking down car Put my Crisco down
0: Alright <laughs> Go fucking drink Olive Garden's Crisco Not
1: drinking mine you want to drink it? Asshole. You're going to drink it till you like it.
0: Yeah. All right. No. She said.
1: Nope. Nope. Um, so she drives him back to the restaurant. He's now changed clothes. To be fair, this could just be because he has vegetable oil all over whatever he had. Um, he's back to the booth. The dad realizes how out of character he's acting or how off he is. And he grabs his shirt. Now he's figuring that out? Yeah, now. It (laughs) took a minute. Yeah, let's not. Someone who can't take a hint, right? So he grabbed his shirt. He demanded to know what's going on with him. Um, And at this point, we don't have the clip for you guys. You can look it up. It's very easy to find. But there's a video footage of uh, Austin getting up and leaving the restaurant a couple of times. But this time in particular, we have he's wearing a red ball cap and I believe a blue shirt. He gets up and he walks out and I watched that probably seven or eight times to try to feel like if, you know, can you see like a cadence or, and I will say at first it looks a little normal. And then he does look very robotic to me uh, as he rounds, particularly like he's walking toward the camera and then he has to round a corner. And when he does, yeah, it's the turn that I felt, felt odd to me in his movements um, more so than just in the front on glance. But you'll have to look at that, see what you think. Um, So dad, you know. Grabs his shirt, demands to know what's wrong with him. Austin rears back his fist as though he's going to punch the dad. Stepmom saying stop. Dad he stops. He stands up nose. and walks out. Say what?
0: Nothing. Just fantasizing about okay. what a good parent would do.
1: Um. So he walked out and said that he was following. He later says he was following the stars. Um. On the way, he saw what he describes as a dark figure with a white face. Um, it's actually a friend of a cousin or a cousin of a friend. It's it's something like that named Daniel. So it's someone that he knows. Uh, Daniel says, hey man, what's up? Like he speaks to him. He registers the fact that it's Daniel's voice in his head. So it's not that he's in a spot where he doesn't recognize or know that it's Daniel. But he just said, hey, what's up? He registered who it was. However, he was convinced immediately that Daniel was trying to kill him. You guys, this is Textbook stuff. It doesn't take a lot, right? Like, this is textbook stuff. Um, He ran away screaming. And this is where the night is about to end in the most horrific way. He noticed a light on in an opened garage down the street. Now, the people who live here, he does not know. He just happens upon it. The light draws him. Remember, he was following the stars, all of these things. This happens to be the home of 59-year-old John Stevens and his wife, 53 year old Michelle Mishkan. Uh, when I it- follow
0: the stars, the stars lead me right to Ghostbed, who's the official sponsor of tonight's show. Tonight's show is brought to you by ghostbed.com forward slash wolfpack. Right now, Ghostbed is offering 35% off on bundles and everything else, but there's a weekend sale of 40% off. So you can go and use that sale and get you sleep so good it's scary. Uh, and then you can just put us in the survey that you heard it from Failure to Stop. Dot com. So if if the promo code from the weekend is still continuing on, uh, go ahead and do that. If not, you can use our promo code for 35% off a Wolfpack 0% down 0% financing. And that's if you have last row Lopez credit right now, our favorite part about Ghostbed is that it's made in the good old
1: USA, USA,
0: USA. One day we'll get that right. Um, we love their bundles, we love everything about them. They've been a, a loyal sponsor of us from the beginning. Support those who support us. If it, listen, we I always say this, mental health starts with getting a good night's rest. And you want to you want to if you're playing baseball, you want to and you want to play professional, you want to have the best bat. You want to have the best glove. You want to have all the best training. If you want to be the best policeman, the best fireman, the best nurse, whatever first responder you are, you want to have the tools that set you up for success. And if sleep is one of those mo- those important tools, why not just get the best? Go over to ghostbed.com right now, forward slash wolfpack, and get you a bed that sleeps so good, it's scary. Yeah. It'll eat your fucking
1: face off.
0: Made what if that was up.
1: there, like, um, do you remember all the like the ads from a long time ago, and they would say all the things real quick at the end so you didn't catch it all or so they could get it all in. And then, like, if the last, yeah, like, it's talking about sleep so good, it's scary. And then it's like... <consuming noise> yeah, no, it'll it'll be eat sleep so good that it might cause you to
0: eat somebody's fucking face off.
1: <sighs> <sighs> I think that's their new ad. Um, so... Okay, so he sees. So he, again, he's 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 run past Daniel that he knows. He's terrified. He's definitely in a state. We are one would argue that we are having an acute psychotic break at this point. He runs toward this open garage door with lights on. Now, a little backstory about John and Michelle, just to kind of honor them a little bit. They had been married about fifty or nineteen years. Excuse me. They met at a financial institution that they work at. They had just had their nineteenth wedding anniversary. They were the couple that were, you know, just young and healthy, having a good old time. Um, They would pop in their golf cart and drive around the neighborhood. They kept their garage door open in the evening and neighbors would come over and have drinks and watch TV. They had a TV out there and some chairs. So just really like part of their neighborhood, um, really friendly folks. So they're in their garage hanging out like they do. I think in this moment, John has left to walk the dogs, but Michelle is in there just doing her normal, nice evening thing. He again does not know them; these are strangers to him. Um, they have a neighbor, Jeff, that's good friends of theirs, and he was, uh, you know, next to their house in his own home getting ready for bed. This was around nine fifteen, I believe. Yeah, around nine fifteen at night, uh, and he heard a woman's screams. So. He goes outside. This isn't a neighborhood where things like this would be normal. Not used to hearing anyone screaming at night. And he saw that Austin, he did not know Austin, but he sees a man in the garage. It's Austin. And Austin is um, beating Michelle. So Michelle is at this point lying in a pool of blood, a ton of blood, and she's unresponsive. And so in a split second, Jeff sees and takes all of this information, runs in, Austin yells to Jeff in the moment, you don't want to, you don't want this. He's trying to tell him to avoid the situation. Jeff was able to body slam Austin, get him down to the ground. Um, they kind of, they scuffled for a minute at first and then Jeff did get him down. And then I think, so keep in mind, John's not there. Michelle is subdued, or not so, excuse me, she's unconscious. She's knocked the fuck out. She's Yeah, she's completely knocked out. And so when he slams old boy down, he immediately runs through the house. The kid's got the knife, too. He runs through the house to go out the backyard to go call 911. So... When he gets out of the home to go call 911, he feels something wet and sticky and looks down. And he is bleeding profusely. What he didn't know is in that scuffle, he was stabbed five times. Mm -hmm. So um, his back and sides were stabbed uh, five times. I will tell you, Jeff did survive. He had to have uh, multiple surgeries. Um, He had um, even an exploratory surgery to uh, stop the bleeding that was coming from his stomach, I believe. But he did survive. Uh, Around the time John is getting back from walking the dogs is when police are about getting there. Um, John gets there first. Police are coming get there not not too long after. John arrives back home. He finds Austin in the garage. Um, They scuffle. He gets John down. Now, keep in mind that Austin was a wrestler. Uh, I think he was actually a pretty decent wrestler coming up. And he had him kind of pinned in a wrestling move. He had his legs kind of wrapped around his legs, an arm under a shoulder. And when the police arrive, he is actively chewing and swallowing pieces of Jeff's, or yes, of, excuse me, um, John's face.
0: What the fuck?
1: So picture a dog. Please keep in mind that lycanthropy, it's an actual diagnosis. He legitimately believes that he is part animal at this point. So he's gnawing, he's growling, he's eating his face. Um, uh, There was a time at the beginning when the cops first get there that John is actually responsive and uh, and conscious enough to yell, help me, as this is happening. the police come in. They do what they can. They don't feel comfortable taking a shot. They can't take a. They have no clear shot at him. They can't shoot him to get him off. They don't know the situation. We don't know if he's on something. We don't know anything, right? They just stumble upon this horrific scene. Drew Brees so, says,
0: "Roll up a newspaper. And get to work."
1: Shit, Drew. is here. <laughs> they fortnight. had an umbrella.
0: It scared the shit out of him. I'm sorry, dude. I mean, as an ex-cop, where was I'm animal control, up, Jay Galtz? If I, if If I roll up on somebody eating another motherfucker, you're getting shot. That's deadly force, in my opinion. Like, I'll articulate Um, that all day long. Like, why did you shoot him 16 times? He was eating
1: a motherfucker. I think. I mean, at this point, even if the other dude dies, right? Like, I mean, God bless. Right? Does the guy die? Yes. He gets his face eaten? He does? They both die, The, the wife and husband. No shit, are you serious? Yeah, he killed them both. Well, I didn't know that he died. Yeah. Uh, Was he dead when he had
0: his face eaten?
1: No, part of the time he was screaming for help to the cops.
0: And the cops didn't shoot this guy?
1: Everything that I read just says that they did not feel that they had a shot. I mean, the guy's got him pinned in, like, a wrestling move. He's, like... I don't... Dude, i, I, know, I know, but I'm put just one, telling one in the
0: back you. of his fucking brain. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say what you would do when you wouldn't do. You weren't there. I wasn't there, but I feel like I'm putting that dog down. Every dog's got its day.
1: So, okay, listen. So, let me tell you what happened. So, the cops get there. They they can't shoot him. Uh, They proceed to they're kicking him they're kicking him in the head kicking him in the head trying to subdue him they're Um, they're tasing him
0: this is like the movie barbarian that we just watched by the way great movie it's all about Detroit which is like reason number 536 I'll never go to fucking Michigan but that whole movie I was like why stop do this or do X like in this instance I'm like shoot this motherfucker
1: sorry I'm just reading all the comments. Yeah, so they kick him in the head, they tase him, and then they do have a canine on site. So the canine comes out. So as the canine is um, grabbing Mm -hmm. his arms, Austin is physically somehow able to rip his arm out of the grasp of the dog's jaws i don't know i know you know eric i don't know how much everybody knows about this but i don't i don't know how that was physically possible at all
0: well i mean your skin your skin just well it does do know. that
1: i mean he had to have surgery i mean his skin yeah, yeah I mean, he essentially degloved himself Like, well i guess not right. i guess just well, I guess that's how you, but...
0: you do it but i'm surprised that he wasn't able to talk to the dog in his mental state right like hey scooby you and i like, are like mm. one in the same brother come have some face with me dude yeah you like flesh i like flesh let's go eat this guy's fucking flesh I'm just so shocked that these cops didn't shoot him. I know. Is this guy white? This must be a white guy. I'm calling it right now. It's a white guy. Yeah, she's saying yes. Would you not? Fuck.
1: Would you, is that necessary? It's probably
0: why they didn't shoot him. I'd have shot him. I'd have shot that motherfucker.
1: Um, so between the canine, the tasing, and the zombie stomping into the noggin, um, they finally <laughs> the are able zombie to... stomping. <laughs> I caught that. They're Love finally that. able to get him subdued enough to get him, get an arm free, get whatever, and they finally get him off. Um, unfortunately, John and Michelle do succumb to their injuries. Michelle, ultimately, her cause of death was um, just bludgeoning. I mean, he just beat the... Tar out of her. God,
0: um terrible. hmm
1: I told you, Jeff, the neighbor did survive, but he did have a have a couple of surgeries. Uh, but he also survived after seeing a pretty horrible. I don't think he saw I don't think he saw John getting his face eaten, but he saw her in the pool of blood and getting getting beaten. Um so this is like that uh 60 days of night. Uh, Ugh. Uh. so moving forward, what we also know. Is that um, initially what would be your guess? Initially, what do you think that prosecution and, and the courts and the police Insanity. and everybody thought? Well, but what do you think they thought when they see him eating a face off?
0: Drugs, bath particularly
1: bad thoughts. So that's what everyone thought. Um, but toxicology came back with none of that. Toxicology came back with um, only very trace amounts of THC. So he could have had a little bit of pot stage in your system longer than most drugs like so that's not even to say even if he'd smoked a joint i'm sorry it doesn't call you to so eat somebody's face like yeah i mean he, well
0: i mean can like flaca or like i guess i guess no
1: flaca no flaca no, no i think none of that none of that it was it was clear toxicology um except for like i said trace amounts of pot that's that's it
0: did it, he have rabies there was,
1: there was a little potentially <laughs> maybe
0: sounds she- like rabies Sounds like a case of the old rabies.
1: There was a little bit of alcohol in his system, nothing to speak of. But let me tell you about that. We know that he had been talking about purity. He had not been drinking alcohol, and he may still have not. So I right before this happened, though, like
0: I mean, that guy could say he didn't smoke pot, or he says, you know, and of course the parents are always, and the defense is always going to try to word things in a way that he didn't. But here, he, he
1: smoked pot or not? Pot didn't make him do this. Like that's. I think. Like, I
0: think some people. I think pot does have a negative effect on some people. It
1: doesn't cause someone to eat a face.
0: No, but it can cause schizophrenia and other things, paranoia and things like that. Paranoia. I don't think. Just like alcohol can do shit to people too.
1: Sure. Okay. Either way, this is something that seemed like it's been budding since he was a child and it only symptoms progressed age appropriately as they would. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so a couple notes on that. Um, When he first got to the garage, he Ingested something else that was there. It was a chemical. They've not told us exactly what it was. Some things have said lawn fertilizer. Um, it could have been bleach. We don't know. But he ingested something to the point that he had to have some. He had he had to heal for a couple months in the hospital with some esophageal um, issues. It was it was very eroded. So he chugged whatever that was first, and then went to town um, on Michelle and John. So you can watch interviews. Uh, Dr. Phil interviewed him. Not that I'm the biggest Dr. Phil fan. I wanted to see him, though, in the interview. I wanted to see, again, his body language and the way he was talking and answering questions. They did it via Zoom. It was a few days after this happened. Um, So He was very pretty flat affect. Um, Yes and no answers. He answered, honestly, when it came down to, like, Did you mean to do this? Did you want to do this? He did start sobbing. He maintains that he knows it was the wrong thing to do. He can't remember all the things. He'll say like, oh, because he was, I think, in his underwear in the garage as well. And so like when he was asked, like, do you remember taking your clothes off? He said no. And he said, it's very difficult to explain. Like, I kind of remember that that was an idea I had. But once it was all said and done, I didn't realize I was just in my underwear. So... He was partially present for some of this. It sounds like a lot of things were just floating in his periphery, you know, out there somewhere. And and and, and then he executed all of these thoughts. But um, he has been evaluated by multiple psychiatrists, psychologists, as you can imagine. Um, one, I'm going to pull it up here because I want to make sure that I get the um, name right. Let's see here. So the first one was. So this one happened. This the case happened in 2016. But one of the the biggest reports I've seen when he was evaluated was by Philip Resnick, MD, um, a psychiatrist who actually wrote up a very very detailed 38 page report. It was an incredible uh, incredible report. You can find it online. Um, and he. Ultimately diagnoses him with bipolar disorder with this lycanthropy the the animal Syndrome diagnosis. He says that he fully thinks that he was not within his mind when he did these things He does not think that prison is going to be where he needs to be. He needs to be mentally evaluated and treated um, Then there was a separate uh, this other doctor Is Gregory Landrum? Uh This is a forensic psychologist. He came to the exact same conclusion, um, just about at every turn. This is the conclusion they're all coming to that this is this was a psychotic break with a baseline of this diagnosis.
0: Shit! If it's a psychotic break or PCP or fentanyl or whatever the fuck. You can't let this rabid dog be out on the street. I mean, it we wasn't, put dogs it wasn't drugs.
1: It was his brain. No, I'm it saying, wasn't drugs.
0: I don't care if it was drugs or if it was his brain. I don't care what it was, but what, if it's, a this brain, guy just what if it's go a out. mental
1: ill? I'm not saying out, but in a psych hospital. And what if it was mental illness that drugs, I'm not saying out on the streets, but in a psychiatric hospital rather than, or a facility with medications that are going to be positive, toward the outcome of the rest of whatever rather than prison like i
0: no i think you eat somebody's face if you kill two people and you stab another one you just fucking go to prison i don't care what kind of episode you were having i mean you just that's just the rules of the game i mean it's just you know you didn't get the right help you didn't make the best choices in life to you know your parents didn't do the right that whatever it doesn't i mean that's unfortunate, but you killed two fucking people and stabbed another one. That you go to jail. You don't go to no mental hospital for that. Like,
1: sorry, uh, that's what he did. Um, so it's just like they, you, you go to Russia
0: with some marijuana vape pens. You go to fucking prison for ten years. It's
1: not. She also already like talked smack about the U.S., so I'm already done with her. <laughs>
0: I just, I just think that like I, I'm not. I mean, did he have a mental break? Sure. But there were choice. There were there was something along the way that he probably could have done. There was a a choice he could have made somewhere along the lines. No, I'll disagree with that
1: one because I don't think that when you have an actual psychotic break, you, you it's not a choice for you to make. You know what I mean? Like it's not that he could see past a psychotic break to think clearly. I'm not saying that things. I think things were missed. I think the ball was dropped many, many times in his growing up, and I think that that's what this. That's why it's so unfortunate. It's unfortunate for these people who died. It's unfortunate for the neighbor who had to see this happen. It's unfortunate for his parents that they have to witness their son doing these things and, and live with that. But they have to live with the fact, too, that this boy had red flags left and right from elementary school until this happened. And so that's yeah, what if i If we're going to use the earlier. psychotic
0: break for an excuse, then like every mass shooter, every, you know what I mean? It's just like. But
1: that's not always true. That's not an actual diagnosis. Do you see what I'm saying? Like being weird or introverted or whatever is not a, a diagnosis of of a psychosis. Um, this guy literally he had grandiose ideas. He thought he was Jesus. He felt evil in dark clothing. He thought he was half dog. Like he, but and this didn't all happen the night before this incident. This was starting to happen and increase in severity over time. So that's why I'm saying that the I, I don't want to just always throw blame here, but it's like I I don't know why someone didn't say mom dad someone like what's going on like we need to go see someone now like we were talking to someone now we are no longer is nothing we can wait out
0: yeah i mean i don't know i mean you, you do rabbit dog shit you get rabbit dog penalties you know they'd have mean, to behead just,
1: him that's the only way you can diagnose it
0: that that's my thing it's i don't know i i, I mean if i'm the the Family member, next of Ken, I don't. I don't want this guy going anywhere but prison.
1: <clears throat> they do, forever. so they're vying for the death penalty. I don't um, think he
0: gets a death penalty. I mean, I know I get it. Like, you don't want people, you know, eating up all that money and everything like that. But I mean, like, you know, if you want to do the mental illness thing, that that saves him from the death penalty, sure. But I Drew don't think
1: just <laughs> Drew just said Xanax should fix this. Just give him a Xanax. Give him a little Xanax,
0: Get back on your meds, Pod. Get back on your meds. I don't know, man. Like I, I've, you know, like I said, I got a lot of experience with people, in, you know, that I worked with. That, you know, I, I worked with homeless people that were awesome, awesome, for twelve months out or for eleven months out of the year. But the one month that they chose not to take their meds for whatever reason, that oh, yeah. one month that they chose to get back on the crack, they do stupid shit. And then they try to blame it. Oh, I was off my meds. I don't know what I was doing. And I fell down this rabbit hole and people start to feel sorry for them. And no, oh, they were off their meds and they they weren't in their right mind. Well, they chose to be off their meds. They chose not to follow that regimen. That's their choice. Right. They fucked that up. The people around them fucked that up. We can blame all of them. I'm fine with that. But at the end of the day sorry, but you, you know, you did a lot of bad, heinous shit. You're not crazy. You, your choices led to you to do bad shit and bad things happen to people who do bad things. It's just the way life works. I know it's probably not fortunate. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know.
1: I don't know what to tell you guys, but. Um, I,
0: I think we should have given him the newspaper. I like Drew Breezy's.
1: little pop.
0: A little pop with the. uh pop up the old thing um <laughs> my ashley tansy my wife says it's an age-old question it's like how some people who were abused as children go on to abuse others but most don't if all people with mental health issues end up eating faces or even hurting oh maybe she's drinking maybe it's all people i can't say. oh sound's not all people not all people end up too many people fucking putting in the chats. I can't even go back up to where she was at.
1: Well said, honey. She's saying they didn't all. They don't all end up eating faces and hurting people. Yeah, I
0: get it. And somebody said in the face, like, I smoke pot every day and I don't fucking eat somebody's face off. Well, I drink alcohol every single fucking day and I don't abuse my wife. But some people have, like, two drinks of alcohol and they beat the shit out of their loved ones. I, I mean...
1: Yeah, Micah McFaulst said the bottom line is a bad boy.
0: <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't drink every day. I drink, like three times a week, probably.
1: <laughs> what? Who's the bad boy? Michael McFowl said, yeah, bottom line is, he's boy. a bad boy.
0: Get your kennel. You're bad. It's a bad dog. Bad.
1: So, <clears laughs> Air anyway. horn. Some
0: thunder. <laughs> That's the way to know <laughs> if he was really a dog. Crack some Just thunder. set
1: up a firecracker? <laughs> uh, oh,
0: my. Well, that was a great story. I didn't realize... Uh, That everybody died. Well, that two of the three died. Yeah. That's sad.
1: It is sad. It's horrible. Uh, You know? That sucks,
0: man. We just watched that movie Barbarian. Really good movie on Netflix, by the way. I haven't seen it. It's really good. It's a movie about a woman who gets an Airbnb in Detroit. Uh, very good it, it not, doesn't not it starts it off about. stupid it starts off like just like a horror movie kind of stupid but it quickly changes so just give it give it a good 30 minutes and then also the new all's quiet on the western front came out today oh uh, for those of you who are listening right now we will be live in Cincinnati me and Drew Breezy with the one more and I'm out of here podcast uh, with special guest lieutenant Colonel Scheller and from the book I am Pitt's Mr. Pitts, we'll all be in Cincinnati. If you want to come, the bar—it's—it's it's a free, it's a free event. However, the bar would just like to be very well prepared for how many people are going to be there on a Tuesday. That's going to be this, not today, but next Tuesday, a week from today. Uh, we will be there. So Andre and I are going to do a pre-episode before them. But if you want to come, all you have to do is DM myself or Drew Breezy or Failure to Stop. And we will get you on the list, but you have to DM us and then we will give you the address. And that way we have a pretty accurate count of how many people are going to be at this shindig Tuesday night in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, Drew Breezy and myself do fly in on Monday. Um, And so we will be hanging out somewhere Monday night at some point. So um, if you're in Cincinnati for the weekend, if you're flying in to see us, uh, we'll we'll probably spend time to hang out with, with a few of you. If not catch like some coffee in the morning
1: or something. Yeah,
0: our security team will vet the list. Our security team being Andrea.
1: I won't so. be there, guys. So whatever you want, like I'll, I'll pass you through, guys. Just send me your stuff. I'll, I'll let you Sarah
0: in. Sarah is an 18 and older event. Uh, you have to be older than 14. Or you have to look like you're older than 14.
1: Her mom won't Sorry, let her go.
0: It. Yeah, her mom's not going to let her go. Uh, now with all this talk of food during the episode, I'm ready to go make dinner plans, myself included. Thank you, Andrea. That was a wonderful story. Yeah. Wonderful. And it yeah. was a really good, um, that was a really good pre show show.
1: That was with a good show. The Whistleblower
0: show, and the uh, Delphi Murders. Uh, that's I just a didn't like it guess. though.
1: I still didn't. I think it's worth watching. I just don't know. Yeah. Well, you
0: went into it like that. You went into it thinking you were going to hate it. So it's like, it's like when my wife wants me to watch a chick flick. I'm like, I'm not going to like it. And then I and don't then, like,
1: you know. I what I don't, and he could be right, and the things he's saying could be right. I don't like that it I just heard the words I and me A whole lot I this I that I'm the only one Who knows this Me 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 And I know I already Had a bad taste in my mouth Because we had an Unfortunate PI Thing at first Right Got a little PTSD Got a little PI PTSD
0: You know what He didn't call you A hooters whore
1: Not yet. I didn't get that either during the show. (laughs) Oh, I thought
0: he. Oh, okay. I didn't. No, that's when
1: he called me a um a bored housewife with too much makeup that gets my research from Wikipedia. Yeah, this guy seemed
0: to be a lot nicer.
1: He was nicer. Um, He was drinking tea.
0: He was drinking tea. I'm a I'm a tea guy myself. I know, yeah. I like a good tea bag every now and then. Yep. But um, no, I mean, I I thought it was all good information, and of course, it all goes back to I think our original thought was that there was two people.
1: Yeah, so we'll this. see. We'll see. That'll so be. We'll see, though.
0: It's, it's it's that's what I like about true crime is that there's, you know, all the speculation. But you, and people bitch in mind about oh, it's all it, You Fucking do the same thing with ESPN sports. You do it all week. Well, I think if the kicker of the New England Patriots shows up and his leg is stretched, they have a good shot at winning the game. But if the long snapper if he's not ready to go, well, they, it's all that they do the same thing in sports as we're doing right now with true crime. So I don't see really any difference there. You just like to uh, speculate about how a sporting event's going to turn out. We like to speculate how a court case might turn out, and that's just, uh, I, I guess, just different interests for different people. I want to thank Sarah Cal's Drew Breezy, Ridge One Five Two, Mur Five Three Zero, Bone Code, Austin, Chris Dreyer, Lasser Lopez, and the other fucking one hundred and fourteen of you guys who have dropped in in the last. Well, you know that that have stayed with us. I mean, we've—I don't think we've yeah. dropped below eighty in the last hour uh, in the live chats. And for all those of you guys just listening, thank you so much. This is Failure to Stop Night Shift with Andrea Uplate and myself, Eric Tanzi. Until next time. Good night, y'all. Cheers.